Welcome, everybody, and thank you for tuning into the Choose Kindness podcast. My name is Tyler LeMaster, and we'll begin our series with an introduction to kindness. Today's introductory episode will flesh out three ideas to establish the foundation of kindness. What is kindness? How is kindness applied? And lastly, why should I care? If you have something to write with, whether it is a pen, a crayon, or the notes app on your phone, take a moment to write down your personal definition of kindness. Don't overthink it. There's no prize or grade for the best answers, unfortunately. It is just a quick jot of what comes to mind when you think of kindness. Think about what it means specific to you and your heart, and try to capture it with a short summation of words. Once you have that, keep it throughout the duration of our time together, and let's refer back to that later. Kindness is often categorized as either a quality or a behavior. If you refer to someone you know as kind, it is a defining trait of their personality. Other words often used in conjunction with kindness can include being gentle, considerate, generous, and friendly. These qualities are exceptional, don't get me wrong, and if we want to make the concept a bit more concrete, we can look at kindness like a pot of stew and these individual components as the ingredients. Each individual ingredient offers flavor, aroma, and nutrients that make it all work. However, to limit its scope merely to these specific ingredients, this can cause our view to be short-sighted with regards to the impact of kindness. Kindness has limitless impact when we liberate it from our imposed restraints. With that said, how do we wrap our heads around this word, this concept overall, and allow it a level of tangibility? Rather than treat it as a word to be defined, it seems best to approach it as a concept to be realized. In the social sphere, we have thoughts from social historian Barbara Taylor and psychoanalyst Adam Phillips in their book entitled On Kindness. They offer that real kindness changes people in the doing of it, often in unpredictable ways. Kindness has a transformative quality, not only for those that receive it, but also for those that give it. For those with poetic souls, Mark Twain penned that kindness is a language which the deaf can hear and the blind can see. What this means is that regardless of what you have been through, and regardless of what may be holding you back, including anxiety, the pressures of life, grief, sickness, pain both physical and emotional, kindness transcends all barriers and can touch each of our hearts. And as we venture into the scientific realm to view kindness, we see some studies that were performed by Yale University. They witnessed through a variety of games with babies that kindness is inherent to human beings. Now, those of you that work with children regularly, you may smirk and say, well, not all the time. And that's fair. But we see that even early on, that this is not only a need for kindness, but also the expression of it. There are also similar studies about the root of empathy in infancy and motor mirroring developing in the early stages of human life. And this led to concern shown by children for their peers in distress. Kindness seems to be rooted in our general makeup. And if nurtured in the right environment, it can make the impact it was meant to make. As we explore further, if we were to transverse various religions, we would find kindness serving as the heartbeat for their various tenets. Whether it pertains to the divine or interactions within the respective communities, kindness permeates the core of many faiths. Through all of this, we witness that kindness holds an extreme value across the various experiences of human life. Kindness is distinguishable and available to everyone for everyone. It's not an item of luxury classed by the rich and powerful, nor is it discriminatory of culture or background. It is inclusive in that it takes into consideration the whole and the individual without causing expense to either. So when we talk about defining kindness, what was it you wrote down at the beginning? 
If willing, I would love to see a collection of your thoughts. Your identity will remain completely anonymous, but I'd love to see your answer by you sharing it with me by texting kindness to the following number, 864-668-1199. What will happen is this will send you an auto-generated poll, and your number and identity will remain completely anonymous, even to myself. If able, please text kindness to 864-668-1199. This is important because we are a community looking to grow in choosing kindness for ourselves and others. And a community is best built by the feedback of its people. I don't claim to have it all together, nor do I have all the answers. I'm like you, trying to move forward and grow with each passing day. Each of us come from a variety of backgrounds, ages, and circumstances, and each of us have something to add. You have value, and together I believe that we can make a difference in this world. In light of that, I like to view kindness as a mindset, an intentional way of living that seeks the betterment of yourself and others. This is exemplified in when someone hurts or upsets you. Kindness is not stuffing it down or sweeping it under the rug. Rather, it is going to them and having an open, firm conversation, looking to not only share ideas, but also mend. Both sides leave built up, not torn down. And when kindness leaves its mark, it is like that of a footprint in freshly fallen snow, distinct and changing of its surroundings. Kindness does not make you a doormat but rather it opens the doors for you to have healthy, meaningful relationships where you and others are built up together. Kindness is intentional living that seeks to better everyone within its sphere of influence. We must choose kindness in order to better ourselves and others. It starts with the little things and then it manifests itself in the big things. If we can be kind in the simplest of endeavors, then it is easier and more natural to choose kindness on grander scales. Small examples can include driving consciously when your brights are on, ready to turn them down when another car approaches. Or taking time for yourself, intentional activity lasting anywhere from five minutes or 10 minutes or an hour or more, taking that time to create, to learn something that interests you. And you can choose kindness also in sending that message that you've been meaning to send to someone you haven't spoken to in a while. I encourage you to go ahead and do it right now, or once you become able to do so. If you're like me, you can quickly become a, I'll do it later, and that later never really happens. Through all of this, we must look at kindness as an us, as a community. Kindness thrives in community and is exasperated in isolation. This is important because you are not alone, nor were you meant to be alone. I understand the comfort that loneliness can offer. It often feels safe, yet it comes with a very high cost. I implore you to seek community. It may be right in front of you, or it may take some searching. But kindness thrives in community. The little acts of kindness serve as the bricks that build up our community, eventually creating grand monuments and buildings and wonders that transform each other and our society. I would like to thank you for your kindness in today's episode. You not only chose kindness for me by taking the time to listen and interact, but also potentially chose kindness for yourself by some of the information provided. I may not know you or know the difficulties that you may be facing, but my hope is that you leave this episode refreshed and your mindset encouraged slightly shaped a bit more by kindness as we move forward together. If you would subscribe, episodes will be released twice a week, Tuesdays and Fridays. And I would love for you to join us again as we seek to grow together. Choose kindness, and together we can make a difference.